Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. Come on, I said, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Say, it's my year of greater light. By the anointing of the Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name. All right, sit down briefly. We have just a few minutes. So I have to be as fast as possible. In fact, I'm going to have to shorten my sermon. Let me tell you this. If there is any lingering prophecy on your life, especially about your career, your ministry, make sure that you war with that prophecy this year because there is a special grace in the atmosphere to do. Did you hear what I said? So just, just make up your mind that, I mean, this is the year. I cannot continue without saying a big happy birthday to Pastor Dolako, even if she's not here. One of our pastors in the Lagos Church. Do you love her? Say, we love you, Pastor D. We love you, Pastor D. Happy birthday to you. This is a global service, so it's only fitting that we appreciate you. In the next few minutes, I want to achieve three simple things. Number one, I want to share with you a short teaching on prayer. Now, someone says, why? Why prayer? Well, first and foremost, because prayer needs to be re-emphasized. I sense that in my spirit. It needs to be re-emphasized. When you step into a new year like this, you start with prayer. Listen, you don't receive prophecy and not pray. To not pray will be to despise prophecy. If I have enough time, I'm going to touch more on that. You know, so we need to re-emphasize prayer. Some of the things, a few of the things that I've, I'm, I'm going to share tonight you have heard before, but because it's a re-emphasis, it is fitting. And then you see, every fast-growing church must have a repetitive teaching ministry. There was something I shared recently. I know, it was just very simple. And then many people came after the service and, and said, wow, that was life-changing. It changed my life. And I was thinking, I've thought on that before. And then I realized so many people have joined our church. So every fast-growing ministry must have a repetitive teaching ministry. And then the second reason I came is to lead you in a session of prayer myself. There are some prayers that I want us to pray together. Did you hear what I said? And then the third reason I came is to speak a blessing over you. Did you hear what I said? I came all the way from Lagos to speak a blessing over you. I don't know if you understand the gravity of that. And I tell you with all sincerity, the blessings that come upon you tonight will count. Yeah. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. You see, when you want to read the Bible, especially when it comes to the subject of blessing, one story that stands out is the story of Isaac, you know, getting ready to bless his sons. I can never get over that story because you see how men were scrambling for the utterances of their father. They knew better than to despise those utterances. And as extreme as they might have gone concerning it, it just emphasizes and highlights the power of words. I've told you in our kingdom, talk is not cheap. Talk is the currency of creative miracles. That's what talk is. God said, let there be and there was. Words superimposing on the material world world. That's how powerful it is. You know, and many people seem to have 
a beef with Jacob because of how we went about the prophecy, saying Jacob snitched on Isaac, um, on Esau. You know, but when you look at it critically, it seems that it was Esau that was trying to snitch on Jacob. You had an agreement. You sold your birthright. And so when Isaac says, you know, it's time for the blessing, an honorable man would have said, sorry, sir, it's meant to go to. <laughs> he despised it, you know, just like some people. They don't really understand the gravity of the blessing. And how important it is. And so, when Jacob's mother heard the conversation that Isaac had had with Esau, they had a plan. A plan which, by the way, foreshadows the beauty of the gospel. Because Esau is the firstborn, and he deserves the blessing just by birth, you know, by natural, you know, biological transfer. How is the blessing going to come to you? We're going to slaughter an animal? Take the skin, put it on you. Take the smell, you know, of your brother, put it on you. And so, when your father touches you, it will be as though he's touching your brother. You know, this is this is powerful, powerful picture of the gospel. Hey, listen to me. Lamb has been slain for us. And that blood has been smeared on us. Are you listening to me? And now when we approach the Father, we approach the Father in the identity of the Son. When he touches us, it's as though he touched Jesus. When he smells us, it's as though he smelled Jesus. And therefore, he gives us a blessing that we don't deserve. Powerful picture of the gospel. Hallelujah. But that's not all. Now, Isaac places his hand on Jacob. And his utterances are very interesting. He says, you are sustained with corn and wine. Oh God. What? Now, when a natural man hears words like that, he's like, oh, he just gave him a lot of money. He just wired him a lot of money. A transfer happened that was immaterial but tangible. Are you listening to me? A transfer. Immaterial but tangible. Turn the Bible's Genesis chapter 37 verse 27. This is just by the way. Genesis 27, 37. Hallelujah. Now, it so happened that Isaac had already blessed Jacob. And then Esau comes along. And then Isaac said, what do we do now? It's already done. Everybody read this text together. I want to go. And then he says, with grain and wine, I have sustained him. Listen, another translation says, I have lavishly given him grain and wine. Now, an observer will say, where is the grain? Where is the wine? I expect to see sacks. He said, no, 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 no. <laughs> when I said, receive. Listen to me. Now, are you with me? Now, Jacob is going to be rich. Yes, he's hardworking, but not because of his hard work. Yes, he has a few friends, but not because of that. But because one day, a man laid hands on him, handle, and said, take corn and wine. Because of that, he will not be hungry. Before the advent of bank transfer, <laughs> There has been a technology for transferring wealth. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, Hands were laid. Just imagine, you say, you will not be broke this year. Yeah. <laughs> imagine. Yeah. 
Just hands. Ah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Corn and wine. Not from a storehouse, but from hands. <laughs> Do you believe in it? Yes, With words. So, when God says, greater light, let me tell you this. Cast your mind back. Do your research. See all the prophecies that have gone ahead of this ministry. They are coming to pass before your eyes. Before your eyes. And then all of a sudden, it seems like, you know, We've always had one reservoir of cash somewhere. You know, we just have this. All of a sudden, people are wondering. And everything that God is doing, we said it, we said it, we said it. Are you listening to me? Now, we, this, is a, this is a new year. I'm saying all this to carry you along. Amen, someone saying all this to carry. Words are powerful. And I know, listen, in the body of Christ, there are many things that have been abused that people have become skeptical of. Maybe in some churches, all they do is prophesy about wealth or prophesy about healing. And so some people, to correct that extreme, go the other extreme. <laughs> The day I ever say God does not bless financially, angels will appear physically and say, ah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Did you hear what I said? They say, ah, you are ungrateful. <laughs> because he does. May the Lord prove it with your life. Say amen like you believe. And the reason this is important is because there is work to do. He's not going to do this just so that you'll feel comfortable and choke your neighbor. He's doing this because when good people prosper, the word of God prospers. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm going to take more time to teach on this. You know, there is a mentality the church must have. Don't cry about things. We must rise up and take responsibility. You know, God said to the woman, I will put enmity. I will put what? Between your seed and the seed of the serpent. Enmity. There is an age-long prophecy. It says, and the seed, your, the seed of your son will bruise his head. Will bruise the head of the serpent. And then many centuries after, Jesus looks at people and says, you are of your father the devil. He recognized them as the seed of that serpent. You need discernment to recognize Satan's children in this generation. They look normal. They're not going about hissing. <laughs> It's going to take discernment. They have an agenda against God, against God's people. And so what do you do? He said, the heel of the church will bruise the head of the serpent. It has happened in salvation. It must happen in ministry. He belongs under our foot. So apart from the soteriology of it, he said, behold, I give you power to tread upon what? And what? Uh-huh. So there, there, is, there is a charismatic aspect to the fulfillment of that prophecy. In ministry, in our practical lives, keep the devil in his place under your feet where he belongs. Say loud amen. amen. It's a training, it's a mentality. In my generation, the devil belongs under my feet. 
under my feet. You, you must declare it. You must believe it. In this age of the church, the devil remains where he belongs, under my feet. Say that from your spirit. He belongs under my feet. <laughs> Say it one more time. It belongs under my feet. And so the Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5, 19 and 20, it says, do not quench the spirit. I've taught on this one million times. Do not quench the spirit. Do not extinguish the capacity of the spirit in your life, either through poor teaching or lack of expectancy. If anyone persuades you that something the spirit can do, he does not do, you won't see it. Do not quench the spirit. And he tells you one simple way you can quench the spirit in the next verse. He says, do not despise prophecies. So, my question to you today is this. Ever since the Lord said it's the year of greater light, what have you done about it? What have you done? Have you prayed about it? Have you fasted about it? And apart from this corporate prayer time, I want you to have a personal retreat if you haven't already. Lord, I position myself to receive, you know, every prophetic word that you have let out. Let me tell you this. We have a big advantage in the body of Christ that God took on flesh and dwelt amongst us. The Bible says in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. And that the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. We beheld him. We beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Do you know what that does to theology that the word was made flesh? That the disciples could actually come to God and say, teach us to pray. It is fantastic when one man climbs, you know, the mountain and comes down with a face radiant and says he met God. But when someone comes from heaven, his teaching ministry has a different level of impact and integrity. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know, so from the teaching ministry of Jesus, we learned some important things that I just want to highlight in this service. I mean, we don't really have time, and time is just running, but I will just be as fast as possible. I want to title this three uncommon secrets in prayer. Three uncommon secrets in prayer. Listen, there are a million books on prayer out there. Million, maybe 10 million titles on prayer. And a lot has been emphasized on favor in prayer, on praying in the name of Jesus, on praying in the Spirit, you know, and all of that. But they're, they're just, just, just these three that seem to be ignored. And then if you miss these three, it will douse the effectiveness of what you're doing. The first I want to highlight, and you see this in the teaching ministry of Jesus, is concentration. Let me tell you this. If you learn to concentrate in the place of prayer, it will multiply the impact of your prayer in an astronomical way. You will have more results. So we see that consistently Jesus will go to a quiet place. He enjoyed solitude in prayer. And that's a profound lesson. I wish I had enough time to dwell on this. Let me tell you this. One of the biggest attacks of the devil against the prayer life of the church is not against prayer directly, but indirectly. And I will tell you this. The fact that the attention span of this generation is so small is the biggest attack on prayer. You might not understand. Because it is general, your attention span in studying, your attention span in everything is affected. So you don't see how this is especially an attack on prayer. So Jesus comes to Peter, having found him sleeping, and says, what? Could you not watch with me? Jesus introduced the terminology in describing the ministry of prayer. He called it watch. 
Meaning there is an alertness that prayer requires. Are you getting this? So he, he used it pari passu, watch and pray. In prayer, there is watchfulness. So you might be declaring the words, but are you watching? Is your mind there? Is your spirit there? Listen, when the Bible says the heartfelt continued prayer of a righteous man prevails, he's telling you there has to be a concentration. An investment of your emotions in prayer. Do you know that because we are bombarded with so much information, it is hard for someone in this generation to think deeply about anything for long? Because there is new information. You just move on. We move on too fast. So how do you take advantage of Gethsemane praying one prayer for three hours? It looks like there is a dimension of the spirit that is about to be lost because of attention span. Watch and pray. So there is, pray, there is favor in prayer. There is the place of praying the name. But listen, we must fight to make sure that we know how to pay attention. Ah. I'm not one to talk about movies, but there is a movie that just portrays the bane of this generation, titled Don't Look Up. And it just tells you how the world can be about to be destroyed, and we are just laughing, distracted. That's, that's a picture of the spiritual climate of this age. He said, when the Son of Man comes, people will be getting married. Did he not say that? Distraction. Let me tell you something. If you can learn, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. If you can learn to keep an image in your spirit consistently, for a substantial amount of time, you will birth many things. Let me tell you this. This is one of the biggest secrets in my work with God. When I'm preparing for a program, after I've prayed, after I've studied, after I've done everything I need to do, you know what I do? I sit down and I just keep the image of God in my spirit. It's a consciousness. Keep the focus. Hold on to it. Even when you are praying in tongues, there must be something in your mind. Listen, the fact that it says your mind is unfruitful does not mean your mind should be vacant. Ah. Are you getting what I'm saying? Some of you know what I'm saying. Let me tell you something. If you want to function in the gift of word of knowledge, practice what I'm saying. Because if you have an attentive spirit, God will start using your mind as a template to, to, to canvas images, prophetic images of things that will happen. Some of you know what I'm saying. The first clear time I saw this happen, you know, I was just praying. As I was praying, I saw the father of someone, you know, one of my sons. He was walking towards the, a door. Happy, a door was open, he was walking towards it, and as he got towards the door, the door was shut. You know how some people who don't know the, the mysteries of the Spirit will say, something told me. Let me tell you something, as a man of God, as a woman of God, as a child of God, investigate every thought. Are you listening to me? See, what I'm saying, as simple as it is, is life changing, you know. As a child of God, what did I say? You know why? Because the Bible says it is God who works in you both to will. So even your intent should be investigated. I'm telling you. So I just called and I said, you know, this is what I saw. Few, I don't know if it was a few hours later, his mom called me. and said, man of God, what did you say you saw? That's exactly what happened. We had been praying for his promotion for years. His promotion came last week. We were happy. We had celebrated. And days after, it was withdrawn. You know, what looked like just a flash 
in the place of prayer. But some of us, you know what? You know what the devil has done? When you spend six hours on TV, when you are praying, what will you be seeing? See, no one has really, I don't know if anyone has explained it this way. But if you spend too much time on trivialities, it will replace the place of visions in your life. Some of you know what I'm saying. You close your eyes to pray and you are seeing rubbish. You know what I'm saying. One powerful thing. Ah, I'm going to take, please remind me, we're going to have to teach on this more extensively. Let me tell you this. One training this generation must learn is the ability to ignore trends. The church will be powerful when we realize we don't have to just swallow everything they throw at us. Be on every social media platform that comes up. If we are powerful enough and disciplined enough to say, you know, we don't need this one. Ah. So that they don't dilute our influence. Are you getting what I'm saying? I will take another time to explain this. But here is what I want to tell you. Master the art of concentration. Sometimes this year, delete some apps. Go without it for a while. Intentionally leave your phone at home. Or leave the SIM card, connect through Wi-Fi. Let people communicate with you through... See, some of you, you need that... Your mind needs to rest. You are constantly bombarded and you are wondering where the anxiety is coming from. This is the word of the Lord to you. It will change your prayer life if you just learn. Huh? To be at peace and to be still. Amen, someone. <laughs> you know, sometimes when a man who walks in some dimensions you want to walk in, says this is the secret. You know, it will seem too simple. <laughs> now I'm telling you, if you do this simple thing, you will walk more in the miraculous. You will see things that are going to happen to you ahead of time. Because many times, God is trying to, it's, it's, just, it's just the same way a computer has disk space. <laughs> Maybe your head is full of junk. No space for word of knowledge. No space. <laughs> God tried to put flash drive. No. No. Are you getting what I'm saying? Let me tell you something. There are some things that are not sinful, but are still a distraction. The Bible says to lay aside every weight and every sin that doth so easily beset us. Even if it is not sinful, if it is a weight, if it's not helping you run, lay it aside. Reduce your commitments. Reduce your commitments. You know, reduce your commitments. Matter, you are compared about seven with seven. But one thing is needful. Listen. See, reduce your commitment so that you can focus and get results. Say with me, say concentration. Ah, oh my God. If you learn this, you, you will flow in power effortlessly. See, if you want to carry a presence in your life, learn to concentrate. When you pray, try it when we pray. You know, when I say let us pray, you can just begin, Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> you think you are better than Jesus. Jesus fell to the ground. He fell. His sweat were like droplets of blood. Do you think it's a waste? The tone, the posture, everything that speaks of concentra concentration, it changes everything. Because it tells you the type of prayer that works has to be heartfelt and continued. For your prayer to be heartfelt and continued at the same time. You know, usually when it is continued, the passion will drop. 
if it will be heartfelt and continued at the same time, you have to learn to concentrate. What I'm giving you is a weapon. A church that knows how to hold the matter in prayer for long is dangerous. So, that they arrest Peter and they say, we will hope. We're not looking at clock. We're looking at answer. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Yes, sir. Prayer was made without season of the church to God for Peter. Ah! If you learn this in your life, the devil will be scared of you that, that you know how to hold the matter. Okay, I've been playing with this thing. Why is this thing lingering in my family? I'm annoyed. I'm going to sit on it for seven days. If you learn what I'm telling you, if you learn what I'm telling you, even so winning, this member of my family, you know, something happened <laughs> in my IT. I was working with a multinational, and I was being modest. There was a guy I was saying I was going to preach to, and I kept procrastinating. And then one day, in my presence, a Muslim started preaching to him. In my presence. The same person I was saying I will preach tomorrow. Then tomorrow came next tomorrow. You know, the Muslim was saying, where will you be 100 years from now? Think about where you're going. I went home, I laid on the floor. I said, God, I'm sorry. God. Then I called my boss. I said, you know, you said I can take a day off. Can it be tomorrow? He said, okay, yes. I wrote his name on a book, and then the name of a relative wrote it, Matoko. I, <laughs> Jesus. The next day, after the day off, I went to the office. I was a little late because of traffic. And two people said, oh, this guy has been looking for you. Oh, this guy has been looking for you. I said, oh, he's looking for me. So I was in my office. The next day, he came in looking at me seriously. I said, what's the matter? He said, I need you to lead me to Christ. That was always, that was his words. I had not said anything. He said, I need you to lead me to Christ. The second person I prayed for, a relative, came to me crying. I'm tired. I want to be born again. <laughs> and I was like, I said, oh, really? <laughs> wow. You know, wow. <laughs> this year, <laughs> this year, end some things. Listen, I know some people are shouting here. They won't do it. They won't do it. Do you, do you have the stamina? Are you really tired? You know, some people complain, but they are not tired. Are you really angry? There's a way you can be a spiritual person and let something slide. You are going every day. This woman with a familiar spirit, you know, is demonstrating demonic ability. You, you let it go. But one day, the Bible says he was provoked in his spirits and he charged the devil. Maybe you're about to enter that season in your life where you, say, where you say enough is enough. Some of you, you have been going from place to place saying, Pastor, pray for me. Lock your door. Keep the key somewhere. Spend time on the matter and see. Hallelujah. When Jesus was teaching this type of prayer, he said, if your friend comes to you in the midnight, even if you are sleeping, if he continues knocking, you will say, what is, what is it? You will quickly answer him so he can go. There is a kind of stubbornness and tenacity and concentration in prayer that makes a difference. Are you listening to me? As we start our prayer and fasting, it's not by updating your status. Wow, we've been fasting. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Update your life. Let the people around you know you have been with Jesus, not by Facebook, just by observing you. 
Let them know your life has changed. Come on, are you ready? The second thing I want to talk about is something I talk about often and I became passionate about this by the admonition of the Lord himself. You know, one time, you know, I was praying. I think I've told you this before. I was praying and the Lord asked me, he said, mention all the places in the Bible where people pray together, you know, and I mentioned as many as I could. And he said, what do all the stories have in common? I said, oh, something extraordinary happened. Every time people held hands or came together to pray in the Bible without fail, something extraordinary happened. Let me tell you something. One of my favorite movie series when I was growing up was Power Rangers. Remember Power Rangers, right? And you see these ranger defenders, all of them are tough and can fight and have skills. But then they could come together. Are you listening to me? As skillful as they were individually, together they formed a giant. This is what the word of God says. When it says one shall chase a thousand and two, 10,000 to flight. You are not chasing. You're going to put 10,000 to flight. Listen, it's as if there is a dimension of power that is only available in the realm of unity. When we come together, you see, as powerful as concentration is, if you are now two, if you are then three, if you are then four, or a local church coming together saying, listen, this is one prayer point. We want to end this matter. <laughs> are you listening to me? Corporate prayer. You are doing it not religiously, you are doing it because you understand the word of God. It says in Acts chapter 4, as they play, prayed, the place where they were shook, there was an earthquake. <laughs> and they were filled with the spirit and with boldness. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Listen, don't forget, when we're talking about prayer, I use the example of Jesus, the word himself teaching us to pray, right? When the disciples came to Jesus and asked him to teach them to pray, what did he say? He said, pray this way, our Father. Did he say my Father? So meaning corporate prayer was implied. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it, as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Meaning he expected them to pray together often. So, when God in human flesh taught on prayer, he emphasized corporate prayer. He emphasized what? It is noteworthy. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. The highest power of the church is found in a place of unity and love. You might have heard the teaching on corporate prayer. But here is a teaching you might not have heard. Agreement. There's a difference between corporate prayer and agreement in prayer. There is a difference between prayer of agreement and agreement in prayer. <laughs> One is a type of prayer. The other is a heart of prayer. Let me show you one example. And you see this example, I hardly hear people talk about this, but it's so important. You see, in my experience, many people are quick to say, Pastor, I did this, I did that, it did not work. But almost all the time, when I look at their devotional construct with scrutiny, I see that there is a piece missing. And I'm not saying it is technical, I'm not saying it's as hard as Fodermas or organic chemistry, but I'm saying there are some things that are so basic 
but not common. Hallelujah. You might be concentrating in prayer or even giving to corporate prayer and not really be seeing the result as you should because there is a missing key of agreement. Look at 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7. I want to be as fast as possible now. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7. Every married person, listen to me. This is so important. It says, Husbands, likewise, dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to weaker vessels, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers, everybody read from that your prayers, one, two, go. That your prayers be not hindered. Wow. <laughs> Meaning, if there is animosity, it affects prayer. Let me tell you something. Animosity, anger, prayer, they don't go hand in hand. In case you haven't heard. So Jesus is teaching. He says, if you go to the place of devotion and you remember that someone has ought against you, drop your sacrifice. First go and make peace. It's, don't think you can do both together. Are you with me? When you are reading keys to effective prayer, you read on favor, you read on tone of voice, you read on posture, you hardly read on love. There is a dimension of anointing on your life you can't tap into without love. Love opens you up to a different dimension, a different depth of anointing. When Jesus looks on the people and the Bible says he was moved with compassion, there is a type of anointing that can only be released by love. Are you listening to me? So it's not enough that we pray corporately. We must pray corporately and with love in our hearts towards one another. Listen, in 1 Peter chapter, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8, Paul says, I desire therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without anger, without rods. listening to this. It can hinder the prayers. It says lift up holy hands without wrath, without animosity. Let me tell you something. This is so simple and so profound. Paul tells the church at Corinth, he says anyone that you need to forgive, forgive, lest Satan has the advantage. You have to understand, if there is an issue you have with the person by your side, or maybe with the person on stage. It doesn't matter how sincere your feelings are. It still gives the devil an advantage. It says, for we are not ignorant of his devices. We know how the devil comes, not just by throwing attacks, but by pitching us against each other. And that douses the efficacy of our power. And so when we hold hands together and the person who is squeezing your hand knows that you can take a bullet for him, you know, you genuinely wish him well, wish her well. When you pray, the result will be different. Are you listening to me? Yes, Come on, I said, are you listening to me? Many times in prayer, in the Bible, the Bible will say, and they lifted up their voice in one accord. Meaning there was no discord. There was genuine love. At the advent of the spirits, the Bible says they were in one accord in the upper room. You want to see a church that is blessed from top to bottom, not one person filled with the Spirit, some, some person cold here. One person blessed and the other person struggling here. Where the cloven tongue of fire lands on every head, it, it would take unity. Are you getting what I'm saying? Unity. So, for instance, 
with our same prayer schedule, we can have 10 times more miracles with love. Did you hear what I said? If we choose not to even increase our prayer schedule, we pray the same way but with a different heart. We will see 10 times more miracles. There is a type of heart that gets the job done. You know, I was reading last week when God told Samuel that he had rejected Saul, as heady as Saul was, as stubborn as Saul was, Samuel cried through the night for Saul. In the church now, if someone has an error, you know, you would tell your friends, you would talk about it. Saul was guilty. Samuel cried. How? Do you know, even me, a new creation in Christ, I find it hard. Why will you cry for Saul? Saul? He cried. When last did you cry for someone besides yourself? You know, many people, you can be moved to tears because of your problems. But because of another person, that's the kind of heart that will make the anointing flow. When he says, remember those who are in bonds as though you were in bonds too. Meaning, you are feeling it as if you were the one in prison. Putting others before yourself. Preferring others. That's Bible love. Bible love will bring Bible miracles. Are you listening to me? Come on, are you listening to me? When you're Job, and despite all the things you are trusting for in your life, you still have energy to pray for your friends. That's what I'm talking about. That's Some of you know what I'm saying. When you have things you are trusting God for and you are praying and the Lord is bringing another person to your mind. Pray for this. Pray for that. Pray for this person. And you are wondering why? want the anointing to flow like never before? Let's love like never before. Oh, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the oil flowing from the beard of Aaron to his... Are you getting what I'm saying? You want the anointing to flow like never before? You must love like never before. To have genuine connections, not fickle connections, genuine Genuine connections, they are proven when there's disagreements. When someone does something, you, you're wondering, why did you do that? Why did you say that? That's the time to test love. It is one thing to hold the person by your side and pray, you know, just as a, an emoji. God must do it now. You know who I be? Then it's another thing entirely to pray from your spirit because you genuinely care for that person. Are you ready to practice this today? The Lord asked me to teach this. And he said, when we practice this, we will see many miracles. Rise to your feet. a single prayer for yourself. Is that okay? You pray for the brethren in this church and let it flow from a place of compassion and love. Let me tell you this. People are going through a hard time. You don't, you, you don't know how hard some people are having it. My first picture of abject poverty was when my mom used to do this thing. She would bring some very, you know, poor people into the house just to play with us. They were kids about our age and, you know, just to play with us. And that formed my mentality. 
And one day, one of them said, he was thirsty. So I opened the fridge for him and he stood there looking. Stood there looking for a long time. So I said, what is the matter? Take. And he said, it will burn me. He has never, he had never seen a fridge before. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I'm talking about refrigerator. He had never seen it before. He must have seen, you know, those wire meshes that Mesuya used to, for barbecue. And maybe that's what he thought it was. He thought it would burn him. He thought I was leading him to a tra trap. He thought it was some prank. I know you are happy. God has blessed you. Or maybe you are not even happy. You are trusting God that this year, you know, money year and all of that. I can tell you for sure where you are financially. If some people get there this year, they would have achieved money here. Are you listening to me? People are having it bad. So you're going to pray from your heart. Lord, by wisdom and by favor, every member of Celebration Church, let them experience financial provision and blessings this year. I want you to pray from your heart like you're praying for yourself. yourself pray like you're praying for yourself privileges so sometimes strip yourself of your privileges talk to people who could only have access to you by grace be there for people don't just pray for them give to them make up your mind to change at least a life this year at least a life that someone must feel my impact. It must count in someone else's life that I was blessed this year. It must count. 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 Valeri Kapaya. Listen. There is a blessing about to be released. I say this only if you mean it. I want you to declare now to the hearing of the angels, Lord, for every resource that I receive this year, I will be responsible for the blessing of people around me. Declare this prophetically. I'm telling you. I'm telling you there's a blessing about to be released. I do the work of a steward. If you give me resources, I will share it where you ask me to. I will send it where you ask me to. I will do what you will have me do. I will 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 send children to school. I will help without expecting favors in return. about it. I will do. For all the people you want to bless around me, you can count on me. Let it be one of my testimonies this year that you could trust me with your resources. Let it be. 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 Adege mo egele rukutalia in Jesus mighty name now everyone listen to me I know you are a man of God and you know sometimes even the way we pray for the sick we just pray and then when they are not healed we just say hey, you didn't have enough faith you might be right but have you considered what they feel 
You know how maybe you have been sick before and for a few days you were not yourself. Some people feel like that from January to December. Are you listening to me? You want to tap into a new dimension of power, tap into a new dimension of compassion. Start, listen, show some empathy. Some people can't help themselves. Some people can't wash themselves. Some people can't go out the way other people go out. You're going to pray. Lord, for everyone who is sick, let your healing power touch them. See, hey, a heavy anointing is about to come on the sick in this place now. A heavy anointing. I want you to pray from your heart. For every sick, Lord, let them be healed. Now, 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 now. Begin to pray right now. Begin to pray right now. Begin to pray right now. Pray in the name of Jesus. Pray in the name of Jesus. follow them that believe. Not just the pastor, but them that believe. He says in my name, they shall cast out devils. Lord, anyone here or online tormented by demonic forces, we cast them out in the name of Jesus. Begin to pray and declare right now. Rebuke that affliction. The affliction. Rebuke the affliction. Rebuke the affliction. Not just members, but their relatives. In the name of Jesus, we cast you out. Foul devil of affliction, we cast you out. Foul devil of affliction, we cast you out. We cast you out. We bring an end to your activity. 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 Activity. 
Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we've prayed. Now, the thing about family is that the family of family becomes your family. And so when Peter's mother-in-law is sick, Jesus doesn't, I mean, it's not nonchalant because she's not a disciple. She just has to be healed. I want you to release your anointing on the relatives and loved ones of anyone here, present or online. Let there be an avalanche of miracles. Let there be a wave. Next week, let us begin to hear myriads of testimonies. Relatives healed by the power of Jesus. Begin to pray right now. 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 Begin to pray. Kalaria na mano kopadia. Evenino ni akuta kratos. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name. Decos Velekuri Kanama Avecos Elekuriandes. Ezu baleku nemandos de donzi du de ga du tri da bons s s s s s s s ginamaya ginamaya abelere kapata areku kukutia avele nonoko ebeletos ezusus we bring an end to affliction in the mighty name of Jesus. have the permission, you're going to pray one prayer for yourself. This one is life-changing. The biggest thing that can happen to anyone is supernatural wisdom and direction. Listen. If someone else was in your shoes, living your life's experience with more, with more wisdom and understanding, they can navigate out of delay, out of pain, out of stagnation. So it only takes the right step in the right direction consistently. That's what success is. The right step in the right direction consistently. I want you to declare that over your life. The right step in the right direction consistently for some of you it's not step it's steps so say the right steps in the right direction consistently I want you to prophesy that over your life this year I will not waste my time the right steps in the right direction consistently by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. The right steps in the right direction consistently. The right steps in the right direction consistently. The right steps in the right direction consistently. The right, oh Lord. The right steps in the right direction consistently. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed.
know, one of my sons was telling me today, he went for an interview at a multinational and he outclassed everybody. And he said, Pastor is by grace. I thought he was being modest. I said, What you so? And then he told me what happened. He dreamt. And in the dream, someone came to him and said, These are the questions that will be asked. So he woke up, he, he over prepared. So by the time they asked him the question, he, <laughs> don't dolo the supernatural is real are you listening to me and it's available 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 did you hear what I said the right steps in the right direction Consistently, supernaturally. Prophesy that over your life. I give you a few minutes. Supernaturally. 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 Did you hear what I said? Supernaturally. 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 For international collaborations supernaturally 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 <laughs> oh god oh god Jesus maddening. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809 996 7000. Blessings.